0: Artistic Whispers Productions presents. Let us make man in our own image, said
1: God. We create God. We
0: make God. We
1: create man. We make him God.
0: Man, being a gentleman, returned the favor. You're listening to Sculpting God, a podcast anthology written and read by J. Daniel Sawyer. These stories contain enough terror, sex, violence, and wonder to keep you awake all night. Sculpting God. We truly live in an amazing and interconnected world. The food we eat is grown and packaged thousands of miles away. Strangers bring boxes full of consumer goods to our homes. Banking can be done online or over the phone. Anyone with a microphone and a little panache is welcome into your iPod and into your mind. You can make it through a whole day without having to see anyone who knows you, or a week, or a year. There was a time, not long ago, when the UPS man might be considered a friend, someone a lonely householder could invite in for coffee. It was a time when you could hold a conversation with a stranger and tell your life story to someone you'd never met before. All you'd need is a sunny morning, a clean table in the breakfast nook, an ashtray for your visitor, some hot water, and a coffee service. Artistic Whispers presents The Coffee Service, an original play by J. Daniel Sawyer.
1: My friend once told me that someone called Death comes in all packages to everyone. Uh, Can you tell me, does he hire his shipping and receiving staff from the UPS? (laughs) Maybe from the ones that have gone away to, um, well, wherever he calls home. You don't know, do you? I used to think I had a home. I had a comfortable bed, a, a great hobby room, a fabulous girlfriend. I'm quite sure I did. There isn't any other way to explain it. I hope. The past seems so vivid now. I could reach across the table and touch her if I wanted to without ever going through you. Oh, no, I'm I'm sorry. I, I forgot. it. You're not the sort of person one can just walk through, are you? You're solid. Yeah, oh, yeah, I, Excuse me, I didn't mean to. Oh, no, 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 you're very kind. Please forgive, I I haven't had company in so long. I'm forgetting my manners. Would you like some coffee? Or tea? No? All right, I'll get some for myself then. Now, now where was I? Oh, yes. You can see, can't you, how how a man can get so out of sorts. I have the misfortune of being able to see things. (laughs) Don't laugh. I'm perfectly serious. Most people see only enough to keep from bumping into things, and some don't see even that. And that's not what I'm talking about. I mean, I see things. I understand how it works. When I was young, the, the universe was the candy dish I could eat from. I didn't know it was poison then. I've seen the man who brought my toys walking away recently. I, I'm afraid he, he's brought me another. No, I won't play with it, even if he does. But how can I know what he's brought and, and what was here before? I've thought about that, but I've seen what he can do. He's a madman, and he whispers in my ear sometimes, and oh God, he makes me crazy. I saw what he did to her. His last gift was hers as well. I'd seen him walking around here for a while, watching it. Waiting until the time was right, no doubt. At first I was happy to see him, until I found out what he did. I hadn't seen him in 15 years. I i guess he was away on other business, and then the mail came one day. It was a beautiful day. She was happy, I was happy. It was like the sun had come out just for us. I mean, who sees the sun in the middle of winter? She had an aunt. In Argentina, who owned a peach orchard or something, she couldn't go without peaches, not during the winter. This shipment was four days late, and I'd never seen her so crazy. She'd been eating more than usual, so even if it had been on time, uh, she'd have gone without it for a while. She was a a different person. She wore her hair tight back, refused to go out, spent hours in the bathtub, and then laid out on the floor naked with the back door open until she turned blue. The day before they came, I found her almost frozen. There were little bits of ice everywhere. I I put her in a warm bath and and then to bed, and she was blue. She wasn't moving, but I could still hear her breathing. I I saw her ghost trying to crawl out of her body, but I, I forced it back in. It would have been no good, you see, just just no good at all for her to go on and leave me behind, so I couldn't let her go. But then, they finally came. He was the mailman, I'm sure of it. I mean, after the mail came, he stayed away for a few days. I still remember him as a friend from, from when I was a boy. He was the only playmate I, I ever had. Everybody else all, always fell asleep when I played with them, or they just went away. I'd seen them walking down the halls without anything on. They, they were so careless that they'd even leave their bodies. Just didn't bother to take them wherever they were going. It wasn't fair to a boy to, to make him clean all that mess. I mean, he, he'd he help me out sometimes. Uh, other times, he, he'd just sit and played. You have to understand, I, I didn't know what I was doing. I didn't have anybody else. But... But he was jealous. He, he didn't like the way I played with her. I heard him whispering that she was too old for me, and, and I was an evil boy for letting her play with me. But I didn't listen. I should have known that she'd leave too. And then the peaches came. The, the sun was out. She, she spent the morning in bed, but I went out and walked around. Yes, I, I hadn't seen the light in so long, I was afraid that the whole world had turned into gray and night and nothing else. The morning seemed to go on forever, but but when I came back, the package was on the porch, with the correct return addresses and, and everything. I mean, how was I supposed to know? She was lying on the bed underneath the covers as if they were a shield against the world even shriveled and lonely like that. She was so beautiful. And when I told her the peaches had come, she smiled at me and and told me it was too late, that that she couldn't stay to have one. And all the while, her her ghost was was slowly climbing out of her. She said her body was heavy, that it wasn't a, a fruit in the world that could cure her now. She looked like a a cloudy sky at night, blank, cold, but I insisted, oh God did I insist, I, I couldn't have the peaches gone to waste, and, and she had waited so desperately for them, it, it, it wouldn't have been right if she didn't eat any, and all the years since we were children, I, I'd never touched one of them, because she was too possessive. I mean, she always told me I could have anything of hers and and be her friend as long as I didn't eat her peaches. And how was I supposed to eat them now? I took one out of the box, and I gave it to her. I told her that she couldn't leave till she ate one. And then I went out to, to put the rest in the cupboard. But when I came back, she was all blue again, even though it was warm out. I asked her what was wrong, but... But she wouldn't tell me. And after a minute or two, her hair started to shine like the sun. Like, like the sun in the peach that had decided it liked her better. And she smiled at me. She had such a, a, a beautiful smile. But then she stood up and walked out. She didn't even take her body with her. I left it in the bed for a long time. i hoping that she'd come back. But she didn't. I finally gave up. Put her in the guest room with mother and father. Maybe they can be friends now. I, I used to go in there, but after a few days she, she made a stink. And, and I could tell she didn't like me anymore. Mother and father did the same thing, but after a while they they came around. So maybe she will too. I haven't checked on them in a while. Oh, would I like one? Well, certainly. Yeah. My, my coffee's almost gone. I, I'm going to, to get some more. Would you like a cup? Okay. It's your loss. It took me a long time to learn to make it, and after all, no, no one showed me how. I found the directions in a in a catalog I got once. Now I don't know how I managed without it. It keeps me awake when there isn't any sun out, which seems to be more and more lately. I, I wonder if, if he has anything to do with that. After she went away, he, he tried to come, but I would not let him. I wouldn't let him in. I, I knew he had to have something to do with it. He, he always did. it. His practical jokes were always getting me into trouble. I mean, When I was four or five, he, he, he squashed a neighbor's cat under a rock and left it up. Up in their tree is much too high for me to climb, but but I got blamed for it. I mean, mother and father punished me quite thoroughly, and and I I didn't never let him forget about that. I think that's why they they ended up leaving, but it was, but it was all his fault. I mean I mean there were other things, but when they found out, they wouldn't believe that I didn't do it, and and I couldn't tell them who did because I wasn't allowed to have anyone over unless I asked them first. And they would have been even angrier if i had, had told them the truth and and they would have made sure he never came over again and and, and why well, I, I didn't want to lose my friend um how do you light one of these things? Oh, oh, I see Th- Thank you <coughs> God, these things are strong <coughs> you must do this all the time uh, i'm not keeping you from your job am i oh good uh, i w- i wouldn't want to get you in trouble uh, cuz i know what that's like let's see wh- where was i oh yeah you see after mother and father left he stayed o he stayed over quite a lot he had this uh, amazing talent he could be anything he wanted he told me I could too if I believed hard enough. I never quite got the hang of it, but but that was okay. It it was it was more fun watching him do it anyway. I, we spent a lot of time in the hobby room making swords out of sticks and and butterflies out of broken screws. Somehow his parents never made him go home, though I, I never went over to his house, so I don't even know where he lived. He he was always the the stronger one. He played my games sometimes, but but if he wanted to do something and and I wouldn't, uh, he reminded me who was weaker. Sometimes I'd tell him to go home. He always did that when I asked him to, but unless I did, he would kick me and beat me up until I did what he wanted. Yes, I I think I still do. Uh, This one here is the biggest one we were arguing about the rules of hide and seek and, and he wanted to turn into a tiger so, so he could just find me by scent but, but I said it wasn't fair and, and so he turned into one anyway and he, he bit me I made him go away for a while after that I was, I was so mad but, but I, was, I was lonely I mean this big house is no fun when I have it all to myself he kept trying to, to come back he'd whisper to me through my window at night and and pound on the door until I I told him to go away. And and, and one day there was a man with a baseball bat walking up and down the road yelling for someone and and he came to the window and he told me that the man was looking for me and and he'd tell him where I was if if I didn't let him come in and play. But I, I wouldn't let him in. I ran down to the basement where I knew the man couldn't find me. I had a, a secret playroom that adults couldn't fit into it. it except now I'm an adult and, and I can't fit into it either. But but I wasn't then and, and I knew he'd never find me in there. So I went in and waited. I could hear I could hear someone pounding on the door upstairs and I got real quiet and, and just hoped they'd go away. And after a while it stopped and I heard a quieter sound. There weren't any lights in my playroom. I didn't need them. I knew where everything was. I knew that sometimes rats and stray cats played there, but but this didn't sound like either of them. It, It sounded like someone breathing. And when I searched the room to find out who it was, I found her. She was sleeping. But when I woke her up, she she shrank into the corner, and I couldn't feel her for a second, but I found her again. It took me a while to convince her that the man had gone away and that I wouldn't make her go home. But once I did, she came out. We introduced ourselves, and and, and she said she was hungry. (laughs) So I made her a peanut butter sandwich to share. But she was so hungry, she ate the whole thing. I never had problems with food father uh, had gobs of money laid up in the attic above the hobby room and, and he had taken me with him to to pay the bills before it and, and he would walk down at night uh, to an office in town and slip an envelope through the mail slot so so i knew how it was done so after he and mother left i i got a letter in the mail telling me to pay the bill so i i put the money in the, the envelope and slipped it through the same mail slot and And I've been doing it every month since. There's still plenty of money. The groceries still get delivered. Uh, The only problem then was that that, uh, there was no one to share anything with until until she came. After lunch, we were both very dirty and and tired. Uh, We must have been down in the playroom a, a long time because by the time she finished eating it was dark outside. Anyway, when she finished, we, t- we took a bath and-, and went to bed. I wasn't sure I wanted her in my room. I-, I never even let him go in there, but I didn't think she'd like sleeping with mother and father, seeing as how they were stiff and, and shriveled and-, and turning black, so-, so, I- so I let her stay with me. She was so strange and warm. She didn't have anybody either, and it was nice having company even though I was asleep, so I, I decided to let her stay as, as long as she wanted. She was here a long time, almost 10 years. We played like he and I had, except no one had to be the strong one, and, and we didn't get into to, to as many fights. It was always fun just, just being with her. Sometimes we could just sit and talk Sometimes we we'd never get out of bed because it was good to have a friend. She she was a very special girl. And I I still miss her even though if I concentrate hard enough I can see her. Sometimes she'll come back and walk through the rooms where we used to play and, and tell me that she misses me and that I should I should come keep her company. But I haven't figured out how yet. I'm not sure I, I ever want to leave. I mean, I mean, who would be here then to, to clean up the mess? If I ever met Mother, uh, she'd be very upset that I had that left the house so messy because she taught me better than that when, when she was here. I wish, I wish people wouldn't leave like that. When she went away, he started pestering me again. And for a while after she came, he, he still came to the window at night and told me nasty secrets and tried to make me do things that would make her leave. But I wouldn't listen. I think now that maybe the reason she left was that when he stopped bothering me, he started in on her, but I, I can't be sure. You know, these things are they are pretty good. May, may I have another? Oh, thank you. Ouch! Here, could you light it? My, my arm doesn't seem to want to work anymore. Yeah, thanks. Hmm. <clears throat> this one isn't so strong. I mean, actually, it's it's very relaxing. Yes, I I do think I'm getting to like them. I, I should buy some next time I go out. Oh, why shouldn't I go out? I can take care of myself. Well, that's true that that I don't get out much, but but there's not much out there that I need. Yeah, it, it is lonely here. No, I I don't think I want to play with him ever again, cuz I don't like him anymore. No, now that's an idea. It's been very lonely around here since she left. W- would you like to stay? Why not? Well, of course I like you. I mean, you seem to be a decent enough fella. What do you mean? I, what do you mean? I insulted you? I was just, I was just telling you about me. Okay. D- d- well, then tell me something about you. I do not already know you. I mean, how could I? I've never seen you before in my. What? You tricked me. I told you, I never wanted to see you again. I did not invite you in. I I did not invite you in. Please, why can't you just leave me alone? I don't owe you anything. No, I, I didn't promise that. It was you, wasn't it? You took everyone else away. You are not my friend. You made them leave. It's your fault, all of it. I mean, you took them all, didn't you? I knew it. I knew it. I knew it was you. Did you need to let go of me. I- I'm staying right here. I, I don't want to go to your house. I-, I want you to go home. Just, just go away. Just, just leave me alone. Why won't you go? Just let me go. No, I can't. Please, I, I-, I can't leave like this. My mother will kill me. I, I-, I can't leave my body in so, No, just let me go. I don't belong to you. I never promised that. So please, let me go! Please! Please! Why is it getting so dark? I mean, where are you taking me? Why is it so hot? What are all those voices? No! No! I don't want to stay here! Please, don't make me stay. Let go.
0: The Coffee Service was written and directed by J. Daniel Sawyer and starred Doug Ellsroth and Dan Sawyer. Original music and Foley effects by Artistic Whispers. This recording is copyright 1999 and is released under a Creative Commons Attributions No Derivatives license. This podcast was recorded and mixed at Artistic Whispers Productions in Castro Valley, California and is adapted from a story by J. Daniel Sawyer, copyright 1999, all rights reserved to the author. Find out more about Doug Elsroth at www.collage.org. It's amazing what can come out of a bad joke. Back in 1999, I was having a conversation with a friend of mine, and I misquoted the old aphorism, death comes to every man, as death comes in all packages. My friend is very quick on the uptake, and he said, death comes in all packages, eh? UPS must love him for that. Of course, you can't let a terrible joke like that go unanswered, so I immediately went to my computer and sat down to write what I thought was going to be a pleasantly comic story about a couple people having coffee and trading bad jokes. The story had other ideas. I started out writing the joke, and it never ended. This man, this boy, who was alone in the world, tender and yet somehow horrific and twisted, unspooled his tail to me, and there wasn't anything I could do but listen. As it moved deeper into the darkness, I couldn't stop. My hands flew across the keyboard as if I was taking dictation from a demon. Perhaps the very demon that was in the breakfast nook, dressed as an unassuming UPS man and smoking poisoned cigarettes. By the time I got to see the end, I was begging the story to stop, to change directions, to end on a less morbid note, but the story had a mind of its own. They often do. The last episode of the podcast was Angels Unawares, And I had asked for feedback, and Ian sent this into the website. Thank you very much, Ian. He said, Excellent first episode. I really enjoyed the partial dramatization. I do have a couple nitpicky points of criticism, though. First, I found the one musical background with vocals to be extremely distracting. I was listening to the episode in bed, so my mind was already drifting somewhat, but I found myself subconsciously trying to make out the vocals rather than devote my full attention to the story. Secondly, why the heck did Audie's voice have an American accent? Don't let that deter you, though. It's an excellent start, and I'm eagerly awaiting the next episode. Oh, well, thanks for the note, Ian. I appreciate it. Um, The background music is an old Scottish folk song called uh, Wild Mountain Time, and since I know the song really well, it didn't occur to me that people might be competing for the lyrics, so I will definitely watch that in my music selection for future episodes. Um, Audie's voice having an American accent, she was the only actress I could find that had the vocal quality I needed, and... The vocal quality trumped the ability to do the accent. So, and next time I do a Scottish one, I'm hoping to get a couple actresses that have uh, very good Scots accents. But that's in a few episodes, and uh, that one's a real scary one. So, um, anyway, I hope you enjoyed the story this week, Ian, and I hope the rest of you enjoyed it, too. Uh, Please send feedback and uh, other comments to feedback at jdsawyer.net or leave audio comments at area code 206-376-1925. I'm also looking for promos to play during the show. If you've got a podcast you want to pimp, send a promo of two minutes or less my way and I'll throw it into the banter section of the cast. Keep up with my authorial doings at www.jdsawyer.net and be sure to check out my article on open source compositing in this month's Linux Journal magazine. Join me next time on Sculpting God for the story of a man, a woman, his walking stick, and a train that never seems to get into the station in train time. Until next time. Sculpting God is written and directed by J. Daniel Sawyer. Web design production and post-production services provided by Artistic Whispers Productions, www.artisticwhispers.com. Theme music for this podcast provided by Podsafe Music Network Artists, 100-Year Picnic, and 2012.